Thanks for tuning in to the Good Morning Mimosas podcast. Want ad-free listening and bonus content? Subscribe to our Patreon or check out our Mimosa Market. Now to the episode. Good morning and welcome to the Good Morning Mimosas podcast. I am your host, Cheryl Bear. Um, today's episode is called What the Huck? We'll dive deeper. It's it's a very true story um, about my life and kind of a series of events that happened that in hindsight, it's funny, but when you were when I was living it, it was like, oh my gosh, what the heck is going on? Right. You know, I was I was debating about episodes and when when I was talking to some friends and family, one of the greatest things that I think could come from that period that was so heavy and so exhausting was how I got through it. And, um, my hope today is in this episode, I will be able to share some things that worked really well for me and someone out there listening will help them as well. So let's go ahead and jump in with a quote for the day. This too shall pass. (laughs) Let's get into this. First, as many mimosas who've been with us for a long time know, my beloved pooch, Huck, um, is is my go-to. And sometimes when I get really frustrated, instead of dropping the F-bomb, being like, what the fuck? I just say, what the Huck? Um, he comes, sits, and responds, and it brings a little levity to whatever chaos is ensuing. To be a little discreet about my story, I have changed some. Uh, location events, but the concepts and what happened is, is very real and very true. So um, yeah, I'll just kind of give you a day by day breakdown of, of things that have happened because here's the deal. Life happens to all of us, right? Life is not always rainbows and sunshine and uh, unicorns shitting rainbows, right? (laughs) Um, As much as I wish it was like that all the time. Sometimes that's just not the reality. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's heavy. Sometimes it's deep. And that's what makes it so joyous too. You know, you, you need, you need the, the downtime. So you enjoy the up, upswings as well. So this period of, of my life is definitely one of those situations. Um, and you know, life will happen to you as well. It just may be in a different form. Uh, maybe it comes not at the workplace. Maybe it's stressors coming from your family life. Maybe it's a stressor coming from friendships or relationships you have. Regardless, I think um, you can relate when you have your own compiling what the huck moment. So it started for me on a Monday, doesn't it always? Um, and you know, Monday I, I went into work, um, at a facility and one of the members looked into a closet and was like, Hey, there's, you've got some kind of night walker happening in here. And I was like, excuse me. And, um, there was a rat (laughs) that had decided to eat through our storage closet and a lot of our supplies and things like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, right? You know, send the SOS message up, um, get the pest control out here, get their expertise and words of knowledge for how to handle the situation. And I'm like, hey, do we need to close the building? We're rats, which is bad, you know, and it causes a series of chains of reactions with work and people you need to report to and, and share this information with. 
but it wasn't bad enough to close down the center and, and just give me, uh, in my opinion, the grace and time to just handle the admin and the circus that is occurring. So that happened. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, I started doing reports. Um, and of course, when you are put in a situation where you have to literally provide a rat report every day, I don't know about you, but I, you know, I'm handling the situation. I'm doing the best I can, but I try to make it as joyous as possible. So what does that look like? So I definitely call it the rat report. Um, our, our, little companion here was well-loved and well-fed. Um, he ate about six Slim Jims and made himself at home in half a granola bar, at least from the evidence I found. And so I, you know, named him Gus Gus, like from the Cinderella movie. And for all of, you know, this report had to go to higher up. And I sent a little picture at the end of my rat report of Gus Gus from Cinderella in case they hadn't seen it in a while. And I was like, you know, our Gus Gus too is, um, rather, uh, rotund and well-fed. He's just missing, you know, his, uh, little green hat and yellow crop top, um, which thankfully, you know, my, my supervisors and, and leadership thought it was really funny and didn't think it was belligerent and fire me. Um, so, so that worked out well, I will say, know your audience when you decide to inject some humor in a very serious matter. Um, sometimes it doesn't always go that way, but for me, it was like, no, this is partially, it's just for me. So anyways, so the, the rat report on Gus Gus started. Okay. So that was Monday, Tuesday. My, my beloved pooch Huck, um, has ear infections. It's very common out here in Japan because of the humidity and he's a black lab flat coat retriever. So, you know, when you have those ears that kind of fold over, it just kind of like traps moisture. So I had to take him to the vet, um, for his ears. And at the same time, um, in case no one's following, I guess on social media, or I haven't given the update, my, um, husband decided to adopt a Okinawan stray kitten that had long hair. Anyway, we already had, you know, we have cat, our Philadelphian, uh, handicap with three legs and we have Huck. So to me, I was like, no, our family's complete. And this stray just came strolling down our, our driveway. And I was like, Ryan, don't feed that thing. If you do then it's ours. He fed the thing. So it kind of lived outside our front door for a while. And then it got in a scuffle with something and had a sore on the back of its head and its ankle. And was like, we got to take care of this poor thing. So this long haired kitten that's now ours, um, it's named Mariah Harry, um, because it was right around the holidays and like her many award-winning artists, um, spirit animal Mariah Carey, she, you know, was found around the holidays. Everyone loves her a little past her prime, but you know, like we're still going to love her and, and enjoy. So anyways, we got Mariah Harry now. So I had to take Mariah Harry also to the vet with Huck with his ear infection at this time, because she had to have her follow-up for, you know, x-rays, fleas, you know, her sores, all of that. So I've got both of them in the car with me. We just got a, a brand new car because my previous car uh, that I named Harriet, we have this thing out here called a JCI. Basically, it's like daylight robbery. They just tell you a whole bunch of things are wrong with your car and you got to pay a lot of money for it so that it's legal to drive and you need the sticker in order to get around. Well, the amount of money it would take to get Harriet up to snuff for the JCI, it just made sense to just get a, 
new to us, you know, used car. So I got a new to us used car, brand spanking new. I mean, like brand spanking new to me. It is not a new car, but you know, it's like less than three days old. Again, driving hot for the ear infection, Mariah Harry to uh, get all her workups and see what's wrong with her in this new to me car. And uh, Huck just decides to throw up because he ate grass before he got in the car. And so I just pull over and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And I've got a towel and I'm like literally just pulled over on the side of the road trying to catch as much dog vomit as possible. So my car doesn't get ruined. And I'm like, well, you know, it is what it is. I got to finish taking him to the vet because they close and, you know, I have work. So there's like limited times when I can get it's the opposite direction. So take them to the vet, endure that experience, um, which of course there's, you know, a, a room full of animals getting looked at and there's a lady and here's some, one thing I've observed being in a foreign country as an American one. I absolutely love being an American. I'm super proud of it. Um, there's no other country I would want to call home. With that being said, there are some things that Americans have a tendency to do that really stand out in other countries. And at this particular day, it took the form in the vet of a lady whose dog was going berserk, like just going literally ape shit at everyone and everything and setting all the other dogs and cats and everything off in this vet office. And when the dog wouldn't bark, the lady would give it treats. And then when it would bark, she would just very calmly be like, oh, stop it. And I'm sitting there. No, stop it. Like go to like, let the vet know, like go sit in your car, like remove yourself from a situation. Literally, there's a million things we could do that would make the situation better that you are choosing not to do. But I already had, you know, a lot going on that day and my window of tolerance was very short. So I, I did not feel like I was the candidate to go up and talk to this lady because I could not be kind about it. And quite honestly, I couldn't be nice. So I'm sitting there with a book, just trying to read and it's just pure pandemonium and chaos all around. So that's Tuesday. I will say, as it turns out, Huck got medicine that we found out later on doesn't work, but we got it sorted out now and he's good to go. Um, Mariah Harry just had fleas and her two sores. Besides that, she was good to go. So that was also like awesome blessing, not really in disguise, but just something pulling through for us. So that's Wednesday or excuse me, Tuesday, Wednesday, I go into work. We caught Gus Gus, you know, he was dead on arrival. So send up that rat report. They put out some more traps because they were like, there has to be more than one. You know, the Gus Gus ate through my ceiling that I just had fixed. So it was like, okay, well, you know, we're moving in the right direction. And then um, we had to have some fire extinguishers replaced in our building. And the cost to go with our particular fire suppression system was in the thousands which with my current budget was hilarious. Like it, it literally was the, the budget for these fire extinguishers would be more than an entire division budget for the entire year. So then I got that news and I'm trying to work out, you know, what, when that needs to be done, you know, notifying everyone and, and what we can kind of do about it. So then we get to Thursday. And if you can imagine at this point, I'm like, I need to recharge. I need to do something for me, right? That's good. So I lean on my team. I go to my girlfriends and I'm like, hey, let's do this yoga class, right? 
So after work, we go to this yoga class and I got out of there and it rejuvenated my soul. I needed time to just focus, to breathe, to like simplify things, like let my thoughts go, let my stressors go. So I get out of there. I'm feeling great. I walk down the front steps of the gym, miss the bottom step, roll my ankle, just crumple on myself. And I mean, (laughs) I ate shit hard in front of this gym. There's Marines working out, like staring at me, like what? happened to this lady. Cause I was, you know, my girlfriends were there, but I was like by myself, it was self-inflicted. And I, I was limping a little bit that night. I have two cuts, was bleeding a bit. And it, it was in the part of my ankle where I got cut from that fall, where it's hard to put a bandaid. So the next day trying to put clothes on and my boots are rubbing it and it's bleeding all the time. And even now, you know, it's been over a month, almost, you know, eight weeks since, and I still have two marks on my ankle from it. And it's like, gosh, like, are you kidding me? Like here I am trying, like, I know everything's building up and everything's stacking against me. I'm getting very frustrated. You know, all these things are essentially going against me. Right. But I hear I'm trying to do self-care. I'm trying to do the responsible thing and and manage myself. And even then I almost like break my ankle, right? So now Friday I go in and we have two work vehicles. One of them, the wrap on it gets pulled off in the wind and it's like ripping, right? So here's another cost that's going against the budget that, you know, I've, I've got to meet a guy. I've got to get quotes. I've got to get all this work done. And I'm like, let me just get through this weekend, like rest, recharge. I did the best I could to make the weekend as productive as possible, but there were so many work stressors that I couldn't let go and put down that Monday just felt like a continuation of Friday. And then Monday I had a former employee go into the software and email everyone associated, um, like in media association with the organization but remove me. So I found out because other people were like, Hey, what's up with this email? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I was like, why, why is this a thing? And it just, it truthfully felt like so many things were just coming from every side. You know, there's, there's periods in your life and the best way I can describe it is you are just on defense, right? And stuff is just coming from all angles, from all sides. And you just feel like you are taking in a offensive assault from everyone and everything in places you can't even imagine. And it's just like, God bless America. Like I need a timeout. I need a break. What's happening? But you still have to carry on, right? So we're on Monday, Tuesday, um, we caught Jacques, uh, the secondary rat, um, and had to send up that rat report. And, you know, I put a little RIP Jacques and Gus Gus and put the little picture of them together. Wednesday, um, I got a, a call in some, some wind about some, you know, family dynamics that are happening and, and being on the other side of the world, you know, your, how you can support and care for people. It, it looks different the shape and how you can love people, how you can support them, how you can care for them is different. And, you know, I found about, I found out about, you know, some situations and circumstances that, Hey, like I need to be a part of this. Like I need to be supportive and and things like that, because it just weighs heavy on my heart when you love on, when you love people. And 
um, what that looks like. So have that going on. Now we're at Thursday, right? We're on the second week. And our second work vehicle, someone had uh, just vandalized and smashed the side mirror off. Like wasn't in a car, just either hit it with a bat themselves, whatever they did and just destroyed the side mirror of the vehicle. So now, you know, you got to do police reports and insurance reports and the internal reports and all of this. Let me tell you, by the time Friday rolled around, I felt so defeated, right? And every day I try to come in optimistic, like, okay, let's do this, make the most of it, all of that. But I was just worn out and beat down. And it just felt like there was no reprieve, no reprieve. Why is this an episode? Because I got through it, right? Because I persevered, because I got through it. Obviously I'm still, (laughs) I'm still standing here rallying today. Right. But what is it that, what steps did I take or what did I do to help me get through it when it feels heavy, when it feels oppressive, when it feels like it's you against the world and like everyone is just, and everything is just coming at you. Right. And you just have to handle it. And that's what I want to share with you guys. So the best advice I can give is before life gets hard, invest in your tribe, your relationships, your people, right? Cause you're going to need them. But before I I really needed to lean on people, I invested in friendships and relationships that were important for me, right? That, and I, I invested in people, whether it's personally or professionally when I didn't need them so that when I did, I had, I had people to go to and, and spaces to go. So you need to find and build your network times when you don't need them, that is exactly when you should be doing it. Because when times do get hard, lean into that group, right? Lean into those good, positive people. And I did, I leaned into, um, on the work front, I leaned into a coworkers that are fill gaps that I have, you know, that are, you know, just CEO boss energy ladies that are wise. They give sound advice. They'll tell you you're wrong. They'll tell you you're looking at things not in a clear perspective or that you are. They'll tell you and reaffirm your leadership style, your character, your work ethic when you kind of need it most. Um, Additionally, I would go to my my professional network. That's not necessarily a coworker, right? It's just a, another working professional that I admire and I respect. And if I go to them with a, with a problem or an idea or a work stressor, they will keep it between us, but they will give me sound advice and they will give me a perspective that is different than my own. That is something I did. And I'll get into what that looks like in, in just a couple minutes. On the work front, the other things that you need to do is work your hours that you should and not work hours that you shouldn't. And what do I mean by that? If a normal workday is eight hours and that is what you're expected, 
do the eight hours and then stop, push things off till tomorrow, set those hard boundaries. Because if you are already at a, a, your window of tolerance is already strained and it's already stressed, pushing more hours and cranking more hours out isn't the answer. Your work and quality output is going to be garbage. Okay. So it's, it's everything right. And the best things you can do is to have that hard break and like whatever hours, maybe you're, you know, um, you would do more like shift work and you're expected to do 12 hours. Okay. Rally through your 12 hours. Don't stay for that extra 30 minutes, hour, two hours, three hours. Stop. Work your hours, work hard in that time. But then when it's done, it's done. And you need to scale, like, and you need to just stop. Lunch breaks, leave and have lunch. I don't care if it's outside of your office. I don't care if you go walk around, sit somewhere else in the building, you go outside of the building, you go for a break. You know, um, when people used to smoke and have smoke breaks all the time, use that same time period and grace you would have for smoking for a health break. Go walk somewhere for five, 10 minutes. You have to do this. And I cannot stress this more. You have a million and a half things going on. There's all these stressors. There's all these fires, right? And those are all very valid reasons why you should just stay and grind it out. But what I want you to realize, those are, excuse me, as much or more important reasons for you to take that step back, to take that walk, to eat that lunch, so that when you are focused, it's your best focus. It's your best foot forward. It's not just constant push and rallying. Getting on the personal side a little bit, let me wrap up with the professional side. When I got you know, the information about the fire extinguishers and I was very stressed about my budget and what it should do, I called a sound professional that I knew and I said, hey, do you have five, 10 minutes? I just need to bounce this idea off of you. I just need your advice. And I literally went for a walk outside and just talked through this scenario. And I'm like, what should I do? What should I consider? Who should I run this to? Am I being too emotional? Do I need to take a step back? Am I putting too much stock and weight on the potential outcomes based off of what direction we may or may not have to go in rather than giving this scenario the appropriate amount of emotion and energy and stress and concern. And it was great. It was what I needed. Um, and, and I got that sound advice. So when on the professional side, when, when it's getting hard, lean into, lean into your people, do the self-care during those work hours. Now let's go to the, the personal side of the house. Cause how many of us have had like those times where it is day in and day out, you're taking shots at work and then maybe you come home and you're taking shots at home or, or you forgot something that was important to your family or you missed something that you shouldn't have, right? And you are just like, what the heck is going on? Make it stop, right? Because it's so easy for your work life to bleed into your personal. Have your friends, lean on them, lean on your loved one and communicate. And by leaning on them, it's not just... Hey, I need to like dump all of this. Explain what you need and what you're looking for. You know, when, when I would come home, I'm like, Ryan, 
I need to sit here and I need to debrief about my day. And then I need you to just give me a big old hug and sit with me on the couch and like, tell me it's going to be okay. And just tell me I'm pretty. Did I look like a walking dumpster fire during that entire period? Absolutely. But it's okay to say, I just need you to tell me I'm pretty. (laughs) And of course, not only did he do it, but he sincerely meant it, which one day when I walked across and saw the mirror, I was like, oof. I love how you love me (laughs) because we all know when we're having moments where mm, it is a deep, true act of love um, to see what you're seeing Um, and your people who really love and care about you and your person, they will. And the things that you are stressing and seeing, they won't care because man, do they love you deep down and they love the person and the character you are. So remember that and lean into them. Okay. So for friends, Reach out and say, hey, can we go to this yoga class? Hey, can we set up a lunch date? I really need to talk to someone. Um, And go to the lunch date and tell them what's going on and get their perspective and just have like what's going on with them and have some some time to just recharge and have your, your little cup refilled with some joys and some energy. Um, you're going to need that. But again, none of this works. If you don't make the investment in people and your surroundings when you don't need them, when it's just any given Tuesday, because then when you do need them, it is not even a stress. You just call and text and say, Hey, can I come over for a glass of wine? Hey, I need a cup of coffee. Hey, you want to meet up on the back porch? And you would be amazed how much support you have when you need it but that investment in that care and people needs to be there. Okay. So that's kind of the, the professional and the the personal, you know, kind of tidbits I have, but I want to also expand on practical things, right? Because, oh yeah, that's, that's good. That's warm, fuzzy. Glad you rallied through it. But what's practical advice you can do when you are having these overwhelming periods, right? And what actionable steps can you take? I'm a big proponent, write it down and see, write down what your, your biggest stressors are, your biggest problems are, write down ideas and solutions, write down a timeline for them and what it looks like to you. So for me, I'll use, um, the first Friday, uh, the first week that, you know, this whole series of events was unfolding And I sat down and when I first came into work, I was writing a list. I'm like, okay, what is stressing me out? Fire extinguishers, a rat, or the rat, um, you know, my animals and making sure they're getting better. My ankle was hurting. Now, you know, the, the wrap on the van at work is, is messed up. So I'm like, okay, first thing, pest inspectors are going to come until then I'm going to wait, see what they have to say and do my report. So that's a priority, but not the second. It's just something that needs to happen today. Tonight, when I get home, I need to make sure Huck gets his medicine and I check in on him. I also need to check in on Mariah Harry and make sure she gets her medicine. So she's good to go. And then I need to make sure that I snuggle and pay attention to Kat because she's a Philadelphian that has no chill and she's going to need that or else she's going to turn on everybody, right? Knowing this. Okay. So that's going to be when I get home tonight. 
fire extinguishers. What can I do? I sent my report up. Do I need to follow up or do I need to just circle up and like, Hey, you guys have it. I'm going to be on standby and then let that stress go because it's out of my hands. Van wrap. It's messed up. Okay. I need to make an appointment with, you know, I need to call this person to see who our contact is to set up an appointment, to have it looked at for the here and now, just try to stick it the best I can back on there and park the van in some place where the wind may not rip it up as much. Right. And I wrote it down. And then the biggest thing I wrote down is my ankle hurts. Don't minimal walking today. And what does that look like? Telling my coworkers, guys, my ankle hurts. And so I may be asking you to just help do things. So I'm not getting up as much when they saw my ankle (laughs) and I explained it to them, they were willing to rally and help with whatever I needed. But if I just started firing off tasks, like, Hey, can you do this? Can you do this? They'd be like, Jesus, why don't you get up and do something? You know? So that communication is important. Writing that list is important. Making sure that you have your actionable things to get off your plate that day. So you feel accomplished and it's not just continuing and keeping on to keep on. That is going to be so extremely important. The other thing that is an actionable step that I highly recommend you take, I swear I'm not sponsored, but I'm a big fan of it. The call map. And if it's not the call map and it's headspace or or something else, have even if it's a minute of breathing, have a moment where you have planned time to just clear your mind because those stressors do build up and your window of tolerance will be maxed out. So what does this mean? I know we're, we're coming uh, close to the end of uh, our time for this episode, but your moments where you are just getting hit from every side that happens. It will happen. That is life. Um, And life happens for everyone, right? It just comes in a different shape in a different form. And you are going to be like, what the heck is happening? (laughs) Like, why? What have I done? What, why is this happening to me? Um, You will experience that, right? Set yourself up for success. Invest in people, invest in those relationships early on before you need them. When you're going through it, think of it on the personal front, the professional front, and then practical, right? Because the practical action steps will execute the personal and professional steps that you're also going to need to hunker down and just get through this period and know that it is a season, right? And like anything else, this too shall pass, right? That is that is the quote of, of this week. And I love it for this episode because the number of times I had to say that to myself and you just have to have that hope and that belief that there is, there is something, there is a light at the end of this tunnel. You know what I mean? And like that you will get through this, um, because you will, you just have to hunker down and do what you have to do sometimes just to survive the day and get through it. The biggest thing I want you to know is that you can, you absolutely can. If you have to rally with just yourself, you can do it, but it's easier to carry the the load when you've got a few extra hands to help you with that. Invest in your fellow mimosas, invest in your friends, your professional colleagues, and the people 
who are in your corner. That is what, what happened to me. And I will say in, in wrapping this up, some act like I, I did these steps and here's what came of it. At the end of the day, we were able to resolve the rat issues. Jacques, Gus, Gus, and Emile were all caught RIP. They're in a better place now. We were able to literally clean, patch the ceiling, clean out the closet, you know, throw out everything we needed to replace things we needed to and reset our, and reset the office space. So that is, that is good to go. The van wrap is um, scheduled to be fixed and that's on the up and up. The uh, other vehicle that had the side mirror destroyed, that has been fixed and repaired. My ankle is functional um, and it is, <laughs> it has two marks on it, but it works fine. I've done a lot of yoga since then and I'm good to go. The fire extinguishers are being remedied and we were able to find a compromise between three different entities. The former coworker that sent, you know, the email without prior knowledge and consent, we sat down, had the come to Jesus meetings, and that has been resolved. Um, you know, the family dynamics that I wanted to invest in, I did. And it's, and it is getting better every single day. And I get to watch people that I know and love just grow and progress. And it is one of my absolute favorite things. And I've, you know, learned to support in love in a different way. And it's wonderful. All of those stressors that were plaguing me day in and day out have been wrapped up or have come to an end or as far as I can take them. Right. But there is resolve and there can be, if you just follow your personal, your professional and your practical action steps to resolve them, hunker down. You will get through this and circling back to our quote of the day, this too shall pass. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Cheers, mimosas.